sometimes you, you need to be given a problem to solve and just uh, if you haven't been given that, just ask a couple of questions of the, of the person that, that gave you the job and normally you'll, you'll kind of, I reckon your brain will start connecting some dots. How good is it to have Jezza back on the podcast? Hello, my name is Dom Evans. I'm head of production at The Fox in Melbourne. Thanks for listening to Podcast. My guest today for the second time is Jeremiah Busniak. Uh, Jez works with me at Southern Cross Osterio. He looks after our Brisbane, Adelaide and Perth stations uh, and does an absolutely stunning job of that. Um, the reason I've called this an honest chat is because it probably is the most honest, certainly I've ever been on this podcast, but also Jez um, is very honest as well. And it kind of felt like I'd be watering it down if I called it anything else. Uh, so I don't really want to say too much more. I'm just going to get into it. Here he is. Here's Jez. Hey, man. Long time no speak. Um, I know. Long time no see, and it could be a long time <laughs> before we embrace again, mate. I know. Um, how are things in Brisbane, sir? Look, mate, not not too bad up here. Um, uh, I'll, re- I'll rewind a bit. Back in March, uh, probably a week before we all got told to stay at home, I think you and me were texting a bit and um, me and Mrs. decided to kind of get set up at home and maybe, mm. uh, yeah, because we, we kind of read the writing on the wall um, and- Mate, fast forward what feels like two weeks but it's actually two months <laughs> yeah. and here we are. Here we are um, uh, and it's been a time. It's been quite the time, mate. It's been good times. It's been bad times but, yeah, there's no doubt it's been a time. <laughs> it has been a certified time. For sure. Um, how have you, you know, just overall, how you found working from home? You know, how's it been? Yeah, look, man, I um, uh, we're both lucky to have a boss who's a big advocate um, for working from home and, and has for because um, he's he's been working at home for years now, our boss, David mm, Konsky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found the transition pretty smooth. There was just a couple of little dumb things that were irking me, man, like my, <laughs> m- my mouse was different, which doesn't yeah. sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, I get it, yeah. I ended up going to the office, bringing my mouse home, um, and now I'm flying, mate. Um, I, I've, I, I put the work eye lock in my pocket. No one saw me and I ran out the building and here we are. <laughs> it will not be returning? Nah, yeah, it might one day, maybe. Um, now, so, you know, obviously these things just change all the time. So it's it's about yep. quarter past two on, um, where are we at? Friday the 8th. Um, so they've just announced some potential easing of restrictions. They've laid out the plan here in Australia. And just oh, when wow. I was texting you beforehand, you're not across any of this yet, no, right? No, I'm not, mate. I've been in the yard. I had a bit of a fence problem to um, to deal with. Uh, it's a long, boring story if you'd like to hear it. Probably not. Is everything uh, okay with the fence? Well, mate, I, I spent a lot of money on a big fence last year um, and I live in an area that's got some black soil. So it turns to clay when it rains and then dries up into rock when it... Um, when it, oh, good. It, yeah. So the fence Friendly moved soil. a bit. So I spent, yeah, that's right. So I spent the last uh, couple of days kind of reinforcing it and uh, making sure it doesn't fall over and now it's nice and straight. Anyway. Go um, you. Can I just say I, I don't consider myself a handyman at all. I don't feel like I have any talents in this area at all and I'm very impressed. You've actually done a lot of work around your place, haven't you? 
Oh, mate. Well, we moved when we moved up to Queensland. That was one of the things we wanted to do up here was buy a house. We found a nice old Queenslander built in the 1930s. We'd watched mm. a lot of the block and gone, oh. <laughs> That looks pretty easy. There's a reward challenge every every week. Yeah. You win ten thousand dollars. Yes, Scotty um, Cam's there. <laughs> absolutely not the case at all in in the real world. It costs a lot of money. Um, I thought I was pretty good on the tools, mate, but then I learned uh, chippies do a four year apprenticeship for a reason. <laughs> yep, turns out they know what they're doing. Excellent, good stuff. So I make it sound like I fixed a fence and I'm a big dog, but no, mate, it's it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed as a bloke who has no ability uh, in this space. I'm impressed. I think so. Can I read you some of these? So this is obviously for Australia for the international listeners. You know, this probably uh, <laughs> tune out now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, but before you read them out, mate, let me guess yes. what they are. Um, okay. All right. So Scott Morrison has decreed. Our Prime Minister. Yeah. Yes, uh, Prime Minister of Australia has decreed that all the clubs are going to open tonight and he's going <laughs> to buy right. everyone a shot. <laughs> yeah. I'm hopping on a flight to Brisbane. We're going to go to the Valley. Is that Let's a thing do still? It. Let's go. All right, that's Um, it. Let's wrap this podcast up. (laughs) Um, So um, he's come up with a three-point plan. Okay. I'm not against a three-point plan. I mean, it seems simple. Uh, I think this is good. Why is it the moment you have like a three-point plan? I mean, even when I say that, do you just feel slightly calmer? Oh, that's right. There's. It, it sounds like they've really thought this out and 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 mm. not just written it down on a on a napkin um, five minutes before the press conference. So I didn't. I, I, I didn't say it wasn't on a napkin. Um, okay. So <laughs> so, so so step one, um, you can have five visitors in your house, ten in a business or public okay. place. Yeah. Uh, working from home is encouraged still if it works for you and your employer. Um, and this is probably the stuff people are waiting to hear. So like restaurants, cafes and shopping will open, as will libraries, community centres, playgrounds and boot camps, baby. Oh, beautiful. So, mate, I didn't hear you say nightclubs in there. No. Uh, okay. So that's stage three. So step two will be gatherings of 20, still working from home if it works for you and your employer, but yep. then gyms, beauty, parlours, cinemas, galleries and amusement parks. Um, with some interstate travel, and then the final step will be gathering sizes of 100, everyone back to work, and here's the one for you, Jess, nightclubs, food courts, saunas will reopen. (laughs) I don't know why they put saunas on there. Yeah, absolutely. Nightclubs and saunas. Can't wait, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Stage one. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Interstate travel, and um, they're considering cross-Tasman, so that's like the New Zealand stuff. Yep, great. So, um. Yeah, that's so that's for Australia. So the idea is by July everything will be back up and running, which seems well, pretty quick. It does, mate. That's uh that's awesome. Um yeah, like you said, I, I hadn't heard any of that yet. So to hear that uh cafes and restaurants aren't too far away from being open. Mm. Um mate, that's that's huge. That's awesome. Um cuz yeah, I guess this this put a line in the sand and say we're maybe at the halfway point. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um I mean, it f- sort of feels like God, there's so much to it, isn't there? I mean, it, it sort of feels like there's uh, – I don't even know how to say this, but like there's so many just – it just changes all the time. And I think there was this – I can't speak on your behalf, but for me I felt really sort of quite anxious going into this whole thing because it just seemed so unknown. And yep. then I got used to the self-isolation stuff quite quickly and I've come to sort of quite enjoy it and feel yes. quite productive. Yeah. But then just recently I have been like, all right, I'm sick of it now. I'm ready. So – 
Hundred percent, mate. I I agree with you. That that first couple of weeks where they were introducing restriction and it felt like day after day there was um they were slow like very, very sorry very quickly shutting it down, mm. um and then it stayed the same for a couple of weeks, hasn't it? Um and mm. I I think a lot of people have kind of hit their breaking point. <laughs> no, yes. maybe not a breaking point, but but gone. All right, uh, this was a fun little novelty thing. Uh, yeah. It's too real now. I'm ready to go back into the world. <laughs> mm. And then, I don't know, they're, they're, maybe these are the stages of grief, mate. And now, I, personally, <laughs> I'm, I'm at a stage where I've kind of accepted it um, and n- not hating this life that we're in at the moment. I mean, mm. uh, my setup is I live in Ipswich, which is about 30 k's out of Brisbane. Um, me and my wife bought out here because of the cheap old houses. Um mm. And we'd watch too much of the block, as previously mentioned. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tick, yeah. Yep. Um, so not having to commute every day for us has just been amazing. Um, you know, I spend an hour and a half in the car in the morning and then another hour in the afternoon. So cutting that mm. out, mate, both, both financially and for my brain, um, yeah. has been has been really nice, man. Um, there's, there's other parts <laughs> to it too because, um, if I mean, we've become so accustomed to looking at graphs, right? Yes, um, and if you could plot on a graph uh, the start of this to now, and on the x-axis have the amount which Jazz has talked to his cats, um, <laughs> mate, it's it's growing exponentially. I'm, I'm yeah, great, great. <laughs> and that's the nice thing about this. Like, I, I'm with you, man. I've been spending so much time with my dog, and. Um, I love it. And I think we're both yep. going to struggle with a little bit of separation anxiety when, you know, inevitably will come July according to this, you know, three-step yeah. plan. You know, that's that's the case. 100%, mate. I, I'm starting to think that life will hopefully look a bit different on the other side of this. Maybe we won't be all rushing in to go to the offices as much. Maybe mm. um, everyone's going to be a bit cooler with us working at home now um, because I don't know. Uh, you, you touched on it before, mate. I don't know if I've ever been more productive. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is either. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, well, there's the commute. So like you just touched on it before you've got an hour and a half. I'm probably about the same door to door, maybe a little less, but not, not much less. And, um, so you kind of get to work and you're already a little bit tired. That sounds silly, but you're kind of already like, I guess now in the first hour of the day, I can get so much done because I'm up and about and I can just – do you find that too? Are you most productive in the morning? Oh, mate, 100%. And that makes complete sense what you said because, you know, traffic, that's stressful, driving, you know. Um, and then compare it to how we live now, which is basically just getting up, making a coffee, having a snuggle with the cats, <laughs> <laughs> talking to the cats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then just cruising on into work um, with no commute, no yelling at uh, strangers. It's – yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I 100 percent agree, mate. I mean, of course, uh, we're, we're talking up all the the rosy parts of this. Um, yeah, and, and and media as a whole really has been struggling, uh, like a lot of industries. Um, and our, our our company that we work for is no different. Um, and they've put in a lot of uh, very sensible measures to make sure that the company survives and, and makes it through to the other side. And that means mm. um, for you and me, I think um, we, we've had some reduction in our work hours. Yeah, um, which personally for me um, was you know it's it's hard to take sometimes that that was yeah. hard to take I guess um, even though I completely understood the reasoning behind it um, 
but I, I guess it just, when you've worked five days your whole life since you were 17, yeah. um, to have that cut down a little bit um, and then, you know, of course it affects your bottom line as well. So you start looking into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I've, I've got to admit, man, I, last uh, the last couple of weeks I was I maybe went to some, you know, darker places than I normally would. Not, yep. not Nothing too grim. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's nice that that's kind of subsiding now. Um, just for, I think, having time to kind of sit there and, and think about it and deal with it and make plans and that kind of stuff. But how have you gone with that side of it, mate? Surprisingly okay with the reduction in hours. I've certainly found other parts of it a little more challenging. I think the most challenging part of all this was definitely going into it and yep. the uncertainty, that that kind of that point where we knew something was coming but and we knew it was going to be serious but we didn't know how serious and and yep. there were way more questions than answers i think i knew that this was going to have a significant impact on you know businesses and revenue and i guess before i knew how it was going to impact me it was probably more nerve-wracking because i thought well i could lose my job i could have my hours cut to zero um it's funny how so, our brains yeah. always go to worst case scenario straight away in that moment, right? Yeah, I know, I know. It's I think it's the I don't know if it's a defense mechanism, maybe. I mean yeah. do you think um I was wondering if just on the five days thing, it sort of is playing into our sense of identity a bit, because it's like if we see ourselves as full time employees that do this full time, I don't know, for you, like does it affect your you know where I'm getting at with that? Like, does it? Hundred percent, mate. It, it's um, we're getting quite philosophical, but I love it. We are. Uh, did, did you want a Shiraz now or afterward? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Um, Two mate, points. no, that that makes complete sense. Um, your your identity without radio, I think, is something that a lot of pe- people in radio might struggle with, mm. um, because it's not a regular job. It's a job that we think. Uh, you know, hours and hours into, it's a job that a lot of us worked really hard to get. Um, we, you know, we've been in it for years. It might be all that we know. So the thought of um, who we are as a person without radio in our lives, um, of course that's scary. And it's all right to be, um, you know, to not know the answer yeah. to, what, <laughs> to that question. <laughs> what does my life look like without radio? Um, but, um, of course, that's that's worst case scenario. And um, and, and you know what? Um, life without radio, as I'm sure a lot of people will tell you, is is just life and it goes on and it's, you know, and it, everything will be fine no matter what happens. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it definitely, def, you know, getting your hours reduced definitely kind of um, sends you down that wormhole a little. Mm. Um, and, yeah, man, I was uh, I was definitely struggling with it, uh, you know, last week. So, um, but, you know, today, mate, I was out in the yard. I was getting so much stuff done on the house because there's a billion things to do and I just think, Geez, for the next couple of months, I've got these three-day weekends um, mm. where I can do this kind of stuff. Where normally I'm getting home after an hour's drive on a Friday night um, and sm- <laughs> sm- absolutely smashing a large pizza and a couple of Cooper's Pale Owls, yeah, um, and then just yeah, and then not having enough energy on on you know Saturday and Sunday to get that stuff done around the house. So yeah, I, I think it's overall it's going to be a positive experience. I reckon. Absolutely. And look, I don't, you know, there's, we sort of hinted at this before, but there's like how life will be for us um, just out in society. And mm. I think we all agree there's some sort of quite nice things about this that without like having, like you don't want the emotional health, um, economic pain, but some of the stuff 
like appreciating the little things and um, being nicer yeah. to people. Like all that stuff's lovely. We should try to keep as much of that as possible. Mate, but, that's so true. You know, we'll I sort of feel like radio will look a bit different on the other side of this too um, because, you know, even if like there's the economic impact of advertising and stuff, but even just if society's habits are going to change, surely radio needs to be the yin to that yang as well, don't you think? I agree, mate. And I, I think um, in the last few months, radio has shown that it's extremely agile. Um, I mm. mean, the, the pivot um, on air to the messaging around, you know, we should be uh, pushing people to our apps and our online. Um, Smart speakers, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, we did that almost instantly um, when when some smart people in our, in our business went, hey, peop- the, our online figures are going nuts at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think uh, across most of our stations, we're kind of now seamlessly working that message into, um, you know, our music positioners and all that kind of stuff. And I think um, there's been a couple of exciting things that our company has done in just the last week with, you know, uh, announcing new really exciting podcasts like um, The Briefing with Tom Tilly. Um, yeah. I'm a I'm a Closet Triple J fan, so that was – Same, just, yep. Oh, mate, I was wrapped with that. I've been listening every day. And then to see Matt and Alex um, with the All Day Breakfast as well, mm. um, I think th- those are really smart moves. I think they're going to – those two, those two products especially are going to bring in um, different people yep. uh, to our to our platforms. Um, so I, I think radio in our business, especially, mate, is, is just so agile. It can it can move so quickly. Mm. Um, we can move a lot quicker than other other platforms can because I mean, really, at the end of the day, you and me can um, if we think something up. There's no reason we can't have that thing on air by in an hour's time. You know what I mean? Mm. Totally. We, I mean, I probably yeah. wouldn't, maybe not me because I don't have a good voice, but you could. Oh, mate, come on. <laughs> if you need a cartoon voice, I can help you out. Oh, man, I feel like I've got a weird voice. Is, do you think, like, who was it? I might have seen it on, on social or something. Someone said, like, you people think, like, you're 20% better looking than you think you are or something. Do you think you also maybe sound 20% better than you think you do? <laughs> That's so funny, man. I... <laughs> Do I need to test you for COVID? That's a cough. I think legally I need to take your temperature. Oh, boy, mate. It's a bit hot. It's a bit hot in the studio. So I just had a big gulp of water. Um, apologies. Apologies. Mate, no, that's that's so funny. I, I'm definitely uh, 40% hotter than I think I am. I can, I can have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we digress. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I think, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of different thoughts around this and they're all, like, valid. You know, one of them is that, this really plays to the strength of on-demand audio. If people's routines are changing, they might want like their breakfast show when they want it. And, you know, there's a, there's a really valid point for that. But I think the other day I noticed, you know, I love podcasts. I listen to them a lot, but I got in the car and I was like, I just want to hear something live. Like I just, I just want to feel connected to something right now. And I still reckon radio, there's nothing that competes with that. I reckon. I'm with you, mate. Um, when you jump in the car, the cars aren't going anywhere, thankfully, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the horse and carriage. It was better how it used to be. No thanks. That's right. <laughs> um, no, I, I think you're absolutely right, mate. I think that's why um, radio will, will stand the test of time. And because we we are agile and can grab um, something that our breakfast show did and turn it into on-demand audio pretty easily um, mm. these days with all the platforms that we've got. I think the there's a re- it really a, a lot of exciting opportunities um, for, for radio coming up in the next year or two, I think. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree, mate. 
you know, you look after three stations and, yep. well, at least three. Um, <laughs> you, you have three main stations. On a good um, day, yeah. How, um, how have you handled three essentially different brands um, tackling this? Have they had a universal kind of uh, take on or tone for it or...? Mate, it's been really interesting. So I work for Hit 107 Adelaide, Hit 92.9 Perth and Hit 105 in Brisbane. Um, And I've got to say each have had a really different and unique approach to the other, but all of them have been the right approach. There's been no wrong way to slice it. Well, um, there probably is, but but these three stations haven't done that. So I guess... um, I'll start in Brisbane. Brisbane started the year with a really fun um, campaign uh, around uh, the best city in the world, Um, which if you live in Brisbane, everyone in Brisbane thinks they live in the best city in the world and why wouldn't you? It's always 30 degrees year-round, you know, it's tropical paradise. We've got uh, the Gold Coast, Sunny Coast. Anyway, um, so we started the year with that that campaign, um, which sounded pretty hot, I thought. Uh, I loved it, man. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. And apparently it's 20% hotter than you think it is too. So That's right. <laughs> no, it was great. You did a really good job on this, man. It, um, it just felt right. Thanks, you know? man. From the top of Caxton Street. Baby, this is our city. In the best city in the world. Nothing's going to hold us back. Live. Say hey if you're with me. This is Hit 105. This is Hit 105. This is our city. This is our city. I didn't mean to pump myself up there. There's just by I stumbled over my words and that's what came out. But um, <laughs> but I'm happy with it. It was um, good. Stick but, by it. But so that launched around February, right? Um, and then comes COVID-19. Um, and <laughs> I, no I really like what no no yeah no thanks. I really <laughs> like what Jack Ball um, did up here. He pivoted slightly. Yep. Yeah, that's right. He's the CD up here. Um, he took the existing packaging and then kind of pivoted it uh, to reflect what was happening right then. Um, so we, we kept the same tune. I kind of made it a bit lighter, um, and then we we dropped whatever um, tactic we were doing at the time, whatever promo we were doing, and we went into Hit 105 stimulus package which was basically just call and you win $105. That's all it was, um, but it really struck a chord um, mm. and, it, and it really went well and it it really felt like the right thing to do in the city at that moment in time. Yeah. Um, and I just liked how it was a natural evolution um, from the, the Best City in the World campaign. We got to keep elements of, of that in there as well. Brisbane's Hit 105. Baby, this is our city. We're going to help you, Brisbane. What you're doing is just really special. I got you now, I got you. But thank you very, very much. My credit card declined on Friday when I was trying to buy food. Um, oh, and I'm so sorry to hear that. So this honestly means so much. What are you uh, going to spend the money on? I'm a nurse, so for me it'll be getting me to work. Definitely more food. Essentials and just living. If you ever get lonely, remember that I'm by your side. I got you now, I got you. We really hope it's just that tiny little bit to take a bit of stress off for people. Oh, you little beauty, mate. Thank you so, so much. Live in the best city in the world. Hit 105 Brisbane. Hit 105. Great kind of seamless approach from Brisbane. In Adelaide, uh, they were, they've been doing some really fun spikes. Um, my favourite was over the Easter long weekend. Um, they The Hit 107 team all gave up their time, drove around Adelaide stuffing vouchers and fun stuff 
in people's mailboxes. They called it Hit 107's Posty with a Mosty. Um, Brilliant, yeah. And it was just fun. It, we, we got to make a mm. couple of fun little jingles for it. I mean, they're not going to win any Acras, or maybe they're all Acra judges if you're listening. And <laughs> <laughs> No, they won't. Um, they won't because David Konsky sung one of them, mate. Gotcha. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Love um, you, Konsk. No, nah, he's a good boy. Uh, he helped me, right. helped me out a lot with those. Yeah. Hit 107. Yeah. Forget Post Malone. There's a new postman in town. Hit 107's Posty with the Mosty. This Easter long weekend, the Hit 107 team are delivering thousands of dollars worth of prizes in random letterboxes. Woo-hoo! Hit 107. Mate, they're just fun. Um, so I really like that. And that, that's kind of been yeah. their approach has been kind of just coming up with noisemakers, fun little things um, lot like that. And then over in Perth, uh, the brilliant um, CD over there, uh, Mr. Tim Arnold, who you know very well. Absolutely. Big fan. He, he stayed the course, um, didn't really change his on-air messaging that much, folded in mm-hmm. some uh, working from home stuff, listen online. But um, – uh, and maybe the occasional promo here and there. I've made uh, music product promos for him um, that are, you know, they have lines along the lines of, um, you know, we know things a little bit different, but uh, we're staying the same. We've still got uh, all the laughs, all the music. Um, yep. Yeah. Still here for we, you to connect that's right. with us. Yeah. Yep. So he didn't really change it up too much, and I really like that as well. So three really different approaches, um, and I think in each case – uh, Alex Flack, Jack Ball, Tim Arnold, all just reading the vibe of their city and yep. and re- and reacting really well. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is we all have this kind of like gut feeling, right? And um, mm. all these things feed into it: personal taste, um, what you know, your, your life experience, what you believe in, you know, what you value, and you just—it's like the sniff test, isn't it? Like. You hear an idea or you hear a promo or you see a script and you just, without even thinking about it, you know whether you you get a good feeling from that or not. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, The gut feeling, you can trust it almost nine times out of ten, I reckon. Yeah. What, 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 what's the one time after you've had a six-pack? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And to it's the normally, casino. <laughs> normally something that I've made that's gone too far, a script that's a little bit too cheeky or something, and I go, oh, yeah, this is great, but then I need someone to email me and go, mate, that's great, but maybe pull it back 5%, 10%, 50%. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> – 80%. Do you think too sometimes uh, I find this, do you ever get too committed to an idea and lose – the perspective on it, and then it takes someone else to go, bro, walk away. Oh, all the time, mate. Yeah, I um, I get I laser f- laser focused on things, things that I think is a great idea. Um, I cook them up in my little room without talking to anybody, um, <laughs> and then email them around, and people go, okay, <laughs> <laughs> interesting. And I go, oh, I don't, I don't know why you don't see uh, this for the brilliance that it is. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I made a promo recently that. Uh, you know, I found this song and I thought it was perfect and it was I was I was making it and I probably spent three or four hours on this promo. So like I really invested in it. And um This is the bit where we throw to the promo. Uh, sure. Okay, we'll play it. Playing the Fox. This is 1019 the Fox. You got Fifi, Fev and Byron for breakfast. Good morning, how are you all? Lady, I pray for- 
Well, guys, here we go. Another big show in ISO mode. Has life just not changed for you much? We love a smoke bomb. With the house parties and Zooms, you're like, hey, everybody, and you're having fun, and as soon as you get annoyed of it, internet down. Oh, sorry, guys, send a text. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, we want to be here for Melbourne. Yep, thank you so much. Oh, oh Leah, well are mate. you getting emotional? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leah. Or just have a laugh. If you think you're good at accents, try to fool us. Hello. Um, <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> New <laughs> Melbourne's Fifi Fevin Byron. Oh. The best chat we've had in about four years. <laughs> On the Fox. Get around it. It just wasn't quite right, and it actually took me a day to see it. I had to go. I, 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 I didn't respond. I just I felt a little bit taken aback, and I thought, okay, I'll just. Enough people have said this isn't right, that there must be something wrong with it, but I can't see it right now, so I'll sleep on it. I came back and listened to it in the morning. I'm like, yeah, it's not quite right. Um, but it's funny, in the moment, I just, I'd committed to it. Yep. And I think I just really wanted it to work. <laughs> Mate, I, and it's hard for people like us when we spend hours in a small room just working on the one thing, right? So we yes. become, we almost become emotionally invested in the things that we make and then when we send them out. Um, it's hurtful when people don't don't love them, right? Like, yeah, it, totally. It, as professional as we all are, and we would never like break down and cry in front of somebody. Um, mm. or maybe I don't know. It's bad in private, on. potentially. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you save that for uh, five pm. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it's hard not to become emotionally attached to stuff, and I think that's as as you progress in this industry, um, you know, you, you get better at. Um, at taking it's really just getting better at taking feedback, isn't it? Um, yes. and ev- even at the level that you're at, at you know, doing imaging for the biggest station in Australia, um, you still have those moments where uh, you have to take a step back and go, okay, uh, they're saying they're saying this thing, I can't hear it yet, I'm going to take a step back. Um, and luckily, we're surrounded by you know, some of the best brains in the industry, yeah, um, where. Nine times out of ten, you can go, oh, yeah, he got it right. They were right. <laughs> yeah. It's, an, it's annoying, but it's right, and I have to change it. And I think being – I mean, I'll always take – oh, God, I've got to be careful how I say this. I'll always take feedback from anyone because oh, yeah. I, I really do think if someone's taking the time to let you know what they think, chances are they're doing it for the right reasons, and, 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 and there's a fairly good chance that they have a point. But yep. – there are some people especially that are in your inner circle and you just know when they say something that there's a bloody good chance they're right and you should listen to them, right? Absolutely, mate. I can think of a couple of people right off the top of my head um, in yeah. that category. Yeah. Um, but, but then other times it is hard, mate, because if I'm really attached to, to an idea and I think I'm right, I will p- push back a little bit. But I think um, as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at pushing back on the right things. Like if I if I genuinely believe in something, and I've done it the right way, I'll pitch my case. Uh, and if if the feedback is still nah, <laughs> it's wrong, uh, then I'll go sure, f- fair enough. Um, I'll, I'll reevaluate. You know, I'll, I'll have another look. Um, yeah, but, but but mate, that's it's. I reckon that is one of the. If you're a young producer out there listening to this, that is one of the most important skills to to kind of learn, really, isn't it? Like taking uh, feedback well, implementing it, but also not being afraid to back yourself in every now and then because um, you don't want to be the guy who says, nah, 
I was right every time, um, yeah. even though you probably are. Matt Fisher over at the BBC had a great point. He was sort of saying um, he's really into collaboration and I know it's a bit of a buzzword, oh, we collaborate, but it's like, you know, the way he described it was if you go into your little room and you make something on your own, then he, he sort of spoke about that brave moment where you have to come out and present it. But I if you've it. collaborated with people, well, then, you know, the weight of the world isn't on your shoulders because you've collaborated with these people and chances are you've sort of negotiated some of those things along the way. Such a great point, mate. And I, I, actually something you said earlier, um, I thought it's such a great point that uh, sometimes the people delivering the feedback don't quite understand how much work might go into certain changes. Say like a, a CD <laughs> says, can you please just, oh, it's great, but change the bed. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Well, that's the whole thing. And that's going to so take some time. All of it. Um, I'm, and I'm just wondering if a female VO would be better. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, fine. Yeah. Um, so there, 15, mate. Okay, there, there is that, but, mate, that's such a good point that um, sometimes the best ideas are killed by a bad pitch. Mm, um, such a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If great ideas, if you don't sell them in right, the, the team doesn't have any buy-in. Um, there's probably so many great ideas that are sitting on the cutting room floor because they weren't pitched in the right way to the right people at the right time. Yeah. Um, or by the right person. I do find yep. too, yeah, the person presenting the idea is critical too, I think. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And I th- it's another skill to learn as well, I think, is is the art of the pitch. Um, Sam Kavanagh yes. um, delved really into that a couple of years ago. He's such a smart fellow, but it, and it's so it true. It's so true, yeah. Something I used to struggle with personally is, like as a producer, is I would feel like I had to have all the answers. Like if we were doing a repack or a promo or something, well, they'd come to me with the idea and then like the rest was on me and that was so unfair and ridiculous to put that on myself. But now it's like I'd have to go away and come up with the best thing ever and then deliver it back to them in a little box and that would be like the truth moment, you know. Was it a win or a fail? But I'm really in a place now where I'm like, okay, cool, so – it's more collaborative, you know. It's like, well, what do we want yeah. it to sound like? Let, let's work That's on it together, right. you know. Mate, you just start out. You, now, these days, you just start asking questions, right? Whereas back in the day, you thought, geez, here's this um, giant blank page. It's so scary. I've got to fill this page up with ideas. Mm. <laughs> um, but, but then just asking a couple of questions of the CD, like, what do you, what's the vibe that this is going to give us? Um, you know, what, what, what's, what's some words you'd use to describe the sound that you want, then suddenly on, on that page you've got something to work off at least, some kind of framework because um, I think sometimes the best ideas come out of uh, really um, descriptive and prescriptive briefs where mm. uh, as opposed to the times where we're um, given briefs that are do whatever you want, the world is your oyster, think of the biggest thing you can and mm. you sit there looking at the page going, I can't think of anything. Um, yeah. I think you, sometimes you, you need to be given a problem to solve and just uh, if you haven't been given that, just ask a couple of questions of the, of the person that, that gave you the job and mm. normally you'll, you'll kind of, I reckon your brain will start connecting some dots um, through doing that. Yeah, t- 100%, mate. And I think um, sometimes it can sound like as I go to say this now, I wonder if this sounds aggressive, but I think it, it often makes sense too to go, you know, what are we trying to achieve with this? How can I help you achieve that, you know? Mate, I 100% agree and I think um, you'll probably join me in saying this but um, what, one of the greats, Adrian Bryan, uh, was so good at doing that where he'd say, this is mm. what I want to happen. I want it to have cut through um, and he'd, he'd give you a brief like that and then your brain can can get to work, right? Um, yeah, but giving 100%. you that f- framework and those parameters to work with, 
um, that helps creativity. Um, mm. Mate, one of the greats, Adrian Bryan. Absolutely, yeah. And I think power of the conversation too, and just on collaboration, do you remember mm. that time he wanted to do that big Fox Famous campaign and he got the whiteboard out and um, the four or five of us sat around and he, like, there were no emails about this. He briefed us on the whiteboard and then we all chipped in ideas on the whiteboard. Yes, I do, mate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then we walked away from that going, great, now we know exactly what we need to do. And it was also the chance for each of us to go, I don't know about that. Or um, as opposed to what often happens is someone will go and, and look, I'm not saying this is the wrong way to do it, but mm. it is tricky when someone comes to you with like an eight-page Word document going, can you make this? By oh, that point... I- the convers- yep. like you haven't had a conversation, you and you. I don't know. Is it is it fair to say you're a little? Not only are you behind on the concept and the why, but you've had no buy-in, so do, you don't really care. Exactly, mate. You took the words out of my mouth. You've got no. You've got no buy-in, and AB in that moment got it. Got ours. Our buy-in straight away. And I think mm. we've talked about this, mate. I think in that moment, I thought, well, oh, I'm not really sure about this. It sounds it sounds a touch tacky. Um, but, but when I first heard Fox famous, but then, yeah, you're right. He, he sat there and and got our ideas and got our feedback and our buy-in. Um, and I think maybe, you know, not by much, but you and me and the people in that room probably adjusted the ideas slightly, but probably not by much. Um, and then, yeah, from that moment, I think that was one of the best campaigns, um, that we ran, right? Like I, hopefully you play a little bit of it here. Or <laughs> maybe you've already played some. <laughs> the Fox. It's an old school. Fox famous in Melbourne. The, 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 Fox. Yeah. the Fox. Fox. Famous for the biggest hits. Famous for the best old school. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I don't really have anything else to add to that. I I, I think okay. there's yeah. Um, see you next time. <laughs> All right, mate. Great chat. <laughs> um, mate, you know what? This has been a great chat. Um, I think we've touched on some great stuff, and I don't really have anything else. I mean, is there anything else going on with you, or anything else you wanted to touch on? I'll just tell you quickly, mate. Gone on a bit of a um, bit of a health kick. Tell me, tell me. I mean, I'm, well, in, I'm into my health at the moment. Oh, okay. Well, so when it all started happening, right, in, in March, um, I have always been a bloke who's pretty good at treating himself when, when something <laughs> goes, you know, not quite the way that I want it to. Yep. So that might mean, oh, no, uh, I had a bad day. That's all right. Have a burger and a beer for, for dinner and that'll cheer you up. So yeah. emo- emotionally eating a lot. I don't know if yeah. you're the same, man. Oh, mate. Yeah, probably um, and at the risk of being too vulnerable, probably emotional drinking, like, oh, you know, mate, I, I, I would say, yeah. Mate, 100%, uh, that's been a real problem for me over the years. I've, I've quit drinking twice. Um, yeah. And then it's because it's come to a head where I've had too much to drink and then been a bit of a silly billy um, <laughs> yeah. and woken up the next day and going, why did I do that? And then there's always been an emotional underlying thing. Mm. Um so, uh, flash forward to March 2020. <laughs> <laughs> no time like the present, baby. Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm handling this really well. I'm doing great. Uh, oh, but let's get another burger. Let's, uh, mm. let's crack open another Coopers. Um, and then 
got, you know, fast forward to the end of April and go, hang on a second. I think, um, I think this is uh, something that's happened before. Um, mm. You know, maybe enjoying life a little bit too much. Um, like Post Malone said, too much pleasure <laughs> is pain. <laughs> He's one of the great disciple, disciples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the poet of our generation, mate. That's absolutely. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. He also said G-Wagon, 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 which I, which I also hold in high regard. Um, so, yeah, mate, it, it, it really sent me on a, on a bit of a spin. And then uh, the re- reduction in hours, I think, um, compounded that a little bit. So we, uh, me and my wife, we went on a bit of a health kick, mate. We've been eating keto and intermittent fasting. Good on you. Um, How are you feeling? Mate, mate, good, really good. I, it, it, it's funny. When you stop treating your body as a bin for ice cream and beer, um, <laughs> you start to feel better. <laughs> mm, funny, that. Uh, I was shocked. Could, could be something in this, yeah. Yeah, I was shocked, mate. So, yeah, if, uh, um, if, if, if there's one positive thing to come out of all this, it'll be that around September, uh, next time we see each other, mate, and we embrace mm. each other, you will feel uh, a very firm body. <laughs> <laughs> a ripped jazz. Great. That's r- you'll, be, you'll be intimidated by the, uh, just the massive muscle that you're, um, that you're embracing, mate. So that's the plan anyway. So, yeah, that's, um, uh, that, that's something we're Good focusing on, you, on during this. So, yeah, maybe that's helpful for pe- people to hear. I don't know. Yeah, no, really good on you, man. And I, you know, I really feel where you're coming from with that. And, um, you know, I mean, we've sort of been doing, well, my girlfriend doesn't drink and we've been doing our exercises on like our gym sort of moved to like online video classes, which at first oh. I was like, oh, this is rubbish. I don't know about this. But yeah. I really I really got into it very quickly and right. it's helped me keep kept a bit of routine. Um, but, yeah, probably one or two nights a week, just let loose. And, um, yeah, it's not the best habit to get into and I really commend you for doing something about it because, you know, I mean, you know, you see a lot of people saying that they've, well, they're, it sort of seems like they're joking, but they're saying they've become alcoholics during this period. But this has been has, a lot of jokes about that man, and I yeah, think, a lot of jokes. Are they yeah, jokes, bro? Like, that's, but it's been a challenging time, man. Bloody hell. Yeah, man. Oh, look. Um, I think uh, one of one of the great uh, comedians, Dave Thornton, used to say, "He uh, pleasure." No, what is it? Pain plus time equals comedy, right? Mm. So I think behind a lot of those kind of jokes, man, there probably is a, a, a lot of people kind of dealing with things probably not in the best way, and that's fine, by the way. Like, mate, you know, I think you do need to blow off a bit of steam every now and then. And uh, don't get me wrong, mate, I'm still having a beer or two. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Um, but, yeah, so, look, it actually, you know, if, if anyone is kind of struggling with, with anything like that or, um, you know, alcohol in, in, in particular, um, I've had a lot of experience in. So if anyone out there is struggling, uh, get in touch. I'm very happy to talk through anything you'd like to chat through or, or just listen. Good on you, man. Yeah, and look, same, 100%. I think that's been one of the nicest things about this is that I have genuinely felt not for the first time ever, but but more, probably more than ever, that people are genuinely feeling each other's pain and genuinely happy to help if they can. I agree, mate. It's it's not all bad. And let's try, you know, speaking about just circling back to the start of the podcast about things that might remain, let's just all try to keep this sort of nice thing that we have going on. <laughs> is that, is that, I mean, Post Malone's obviously a lot more poetic than I, and, and this will not be the quote of the day, but... Um, yeah, let, let's just try to keep some of this nice behaviour. It's been great. 
I agree, mate. Yeah, the whole it's going to be a whole new world when we get to the other side, a whole new caring society. Mm, I'm sceptical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jez, so nice to catch up, man. This has been a brilliant episode and um, it's lovely to work with your brother and I look forward to hugging your ripped body in September, which is a real like, odd end to the podcast, but there we are. Likewise, mate, and we'll have that shot with Scott Morrison at the nightclub. Uh, yeah, <laughs> In the valley. Um, that's, <laughs> we'll have it then, mate. <laughs> look forward to it, man. Thank you so much for coming on, Ledge. I appreciate it, mate. You're such a good bloke. Uh, so are you. Thanks, thanks for having me again, mate. A huge thank you to Jez. Uh, that was one of my, f- I don't want to play favourites, but I'm just going to say it. That was one of my, you know, while we're being honest, that was one of my favourite chats. Uh, Jez, thank you so much, brother. Um, I'm at Dom Evans AU on socials. If you want to get in touch, your podcast show at gmail.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Thanks so much for listening.